Howdy, folks, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of An Evening with Dead Pet. I'm Uncle Bill. And I'm a creepy Kentuckian. It's, it's been a long time, again. It has, and this has kind of become uh, par for the course, if you will. This is just how we're going to do it from now on, I guess. Yeah. Whenever it... <laughs> The next one could be in 2018. We don't know. <laughs> Whenever we get a chance, we'll do it. So, should be a fun got, time. We, we do have a chance, so, uh, you know, this is one of the, one of the shows. So there'll be another, what, 15 two against podcasts in between the next one. <laughs> yeah, probably a couple of film commentaries that uh, Stephen Dane will be doing. Yeah, they'll be doing the fourth commentary on uh, Grindhouse. Yeah, although I will but say this, though. The uh, documentary that they put up, Video Nasties, yeah. was actually really good. Like, I watched that. On the Dead Pit Roku yeah, on channel. Yeah, Dead, Dead Pit Roku channel. I watched that two nights ago, I think. Did you watch it? No. It's I actually, haven't been on the Dead Pit Roku channel in at least a couple couple days. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. It's British, so there's that. I mean, it depends on what you feel about that, because everybody in it's British. I noticed that, which is odd. It's like watching a Paul Nashy movie or something. It just fucking just weird. It's just very British. Yeah, very, very British. It's like Stephen Thrower's on there, the guy that did the Nightmare USA book, and um, there's a lot of, like, weird british journalists that are on there like some of them from the 50s some of them from the present. i'm just excited that we got the rights to show that on the dead pit roku channel me too yeah legally yeah i so. don't i don't think it really matters if i'm being honest like, right well it doesn't you know and i'm yeah. glad steve found the time to put that up in between building those birdhouses please god tell me that's not what he's and actually doing and stuff well he's become quite a handyman he's he's actually he bought the entire um all all 23 seasons of the new Yankee Workshop Yeah, on DVD. Mm-hmm. And he's been going through them, and he's been building projects. Been making candles and decks and yeah. shit. That's, yeah. that's what Steve does nowadays. That and play with his dogs. <laughs> his wiener. Yeah. He does dogs. play with his wiener a lot. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been about four months since we've done a show. Been a lot of things happening in those four months. I have moved yet again. Uh, right after, I think not long after the last show that we put up, moved into a house and, uh, you know, we got all that stuff straightened out, got all of our shit moved. We actually attempted to record a couple episodes a couple of times, but we had some technical difficulties yeah. with Skype. So guess what? We're actually in the same damn room recording this. For and the, the first truth- time... How long, how long I, has it I been? I don't fucking know, like, yeah. years now, yeah, seriously. It's been years, for sure. Um, Honestly, though, this is always better. I don't know why, but it just always is. Not just from a technical standpoint, because I was getting ready to fucking throw my computer out the window. Yeah, I think one time we tried it, it was, it was an issue with my computer, my Skype wasn't working. Last time, it was his Skype. Yeah, so. so it's just not a good idea to try to do that. We figured that out a long time ago, which is why we didn't try to do it that way, but we made the mistake of thinking well, things techno- could get better. Yeah, technology's moved along so fast. We can, we can do it this way now, but the, the sad thing is, is the old computer that we record this shit on, it's on its last legs. So we're going to try to get as many shows as possible on this son of a bitch before we have to yeah. you know, move all the software and stuff over to another computer. It does sound like it's getting ready to take off the tarmac. I mean, it really, <laughs> it really yeah, does. It really does. Yeah, it's in it's in bad shape. So, so we were we were thinking though. I mean, there's really no way, honest to God, and I don't see how anybody does it. And I don't know if anybody is still doing like horror podcasts and things like that. But if they are, oh, I'm sure somebody is. If they are, then I'd love to know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, and I was actually looking at like our old website that we would go to for news. The big news for uh, Gorezone, Gorezone.net, you guys can go on there yourself, is Diabolic DVD is now a Gorezone.net official sponsor. That is all that is on the news page. Are you serious? Yeah, that's it. So let's go back to the archives. We can discuss some stuff. I know, like, we have a big topic that we're going to talk about a little bit later. I want to go through a little bit of horror news, though, because... You know, since the whole Eric C. Thon, Eric C. Con thing has come out, I've just been bombarded with you know people tagging me in posts and yeah. being like, "Well, you guys were talking about him ten years ago." Yeah. 
So we're going to talk about that whole situation, but, you know, we do want to try to come up with a little bit of horror, you know, what brought us to the dance, if you will. Yeah, and we, I mean, we can do some other things too. Like we can talk about some of the things that we bought recently. And when I say recently, I say within the last six months that could have anything to do with like horror-related stuff. Yeah, I finally finally got a Boglin. We could talk, yeah, he did. We could talk about the Friday 13th game, which for some fucking odd reason i have to watch every one of the damn playthroughs have you actually played it though? no but i'm like mesmerized by the playthroughs yeah, of those i'm kind of confused how in the hell do you play it is it just like it's, one of the digital games that you can download or well i think or? before they got before they got playstation and xbox on board it was either pc or downloadable somehow or another. Like, that was the only two ways that you could play it. And everybody was kind of saying... Well, somebody was talking about a physical copy of it. I mean, I guess it's coming out at a later date or something like that. Yeah. Friday I don't the know thir- if they had... It seemed like somebody said they had physical copies of it somewhere, but... To me, I mean, Friday the 13th is a strong enough franchise to where you should... Xbox and PlayStation whoever else should be on board with actually, like, mass releasing this game. Yeah, I mean, you would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I can understand, and this is an independent release, but they got really completely overwhelmed by, like, how many people bought it. So, it's possible that if they ever do anything like that again, it probably will be mass released. Yeah. Um, I know there was one other topic that people were really going crazy about a couple of weeks ago was the... Um, the whole thing was Scream Factory celebrating their, like, was it five-year anniversary or something like that? You're talking about with the uh, steel books? Yeah. Yeah. And people were like really excited what their big announcement was. Evidently, the big announcement was, well, we're just releasing the same movies yet again, but we're putting them in steelbooks. I seriously was trying to figure out like, why? I don't know why that would be. To me, that's not a big, I mean, that's something you just announce and people are like, eh, okay, whatever. But you don't like hop that as something that's like, hey, this is going to be, you know, ginormous news. Yeah. So, I mean, we can, we could start with, I mean, let's talk about for a second, because I just, I'd already brought it up, and I probably watched 10 of the YouTube videos. If you don't know this guy, he was, he was on the show before. His name is Pizzool, and we call him Pizza Well, but whichever one, it's P-I-Z-O-W-E-L-L. Pizzal. Pizzal. That's another, yeah. Yeah. So, he does like, he's got the game. He's got the online, uh, what do you call it, multiplayer version of the game where he gets on there with about 10 other people and plays it. So, okay, so the game, first of all, it's released immediately. Like, everybody probably predicted it has tons of fucking problems. Mm. Like, it shuts itself down. The connectivity doesn't work half the time. A lot of the features don't work. Uh, It starts fucking up in the middle of the game. A lot of bugs in the initial, like, releases. So, I think they fixed a lot of those recently and i know that they fixed a lot of the uh, multiplayer problems and things like that so he's been playing it ever since he got it which was the very beginning and then he progressively kind of watch it get better and better about how it loads and things like that to the point now where i think he said it loads in around a minute so you start playing and you like you get in the room and you start adding people and you can load the game in roughly about a minute and a half which is i'd say probably par for the course for big video games and shit now um but man like i don't give a fuck if, it, if you got it and it doesn't work and things like that as well as it should, whoever did that game is a fucking genius. Like, whoever designed that game. So, to give you a breakdown of how you play, you can either be Jason or you can be the counselors. And as you go along in the game and get, like, experience yeah, you can actually, point, like, pick which incarnation of Jason you want to be, too, yeah, right? all of them, including there's a new one that Tom Savini designed for the game which looks kind of shitty, but what are you going to do? It's like like Demon Jason or something. Like It's basically a variation of Jason Goes to Hell. Right. But anyway, uh, so once you go along in the game, you get more experience, you get more counselors. Eventually, like you, I think you can get Tommy Jarvis immediately. I don't know if you have to wait or anything like that to get it, but you can play as him too. And the funny thing about it is, is everything is accurate. In other words... Tommy Jarvis is the most powerful player in the game. 
all the Jasons have all the screen accurate weapons that they use and things like that. And all the kills are kind of, well, not all of them, but a majority of them are based on the movies. Right. So there's certain things that certain Jasons can do that other ones can't. But uh, the the biggest thing to me is is that there's ways that you can kill Jason that go along with the fucking movie. So for instance, there's a there's a uh, like the, it's a 360 kind of worldview where you go through the camps and things like that from the different movies. There is one where Jason's mother's head and sweater is in like a cabin, mm-hmm. and you have to go get the sweater, put it on, go up to him, and then trick him into thinking that like you're his mother and then have Tommy Jarvis come around and hit him in the head with a machete. And that's how you kill him. Like it's, I mean, it's pretty very, neat. Yeah. Very detailed. I yeah. guess. And the, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I mean, I just wish like, like we were saying, like some of the, like Xbox and PlayStation and stuff legitimately got behind the game because it seems like it was, wasn't it like a Indiegogo campaign or something like yeah. that? I mean, and the people like, that, the people that donated got something. I think they got like a screener that only had like a certain amount of shit you could play. Like if you donated to it, you got like a version of the game that was like a demo or something you could play before everybody. Yeah, it's been what about two and a half years in the making too, right? Yeah. Cause like, I remember that campaign came out probably at least two years ago, but I mean, I don't know how it plays like uh gameplay and stuff like that, but I do know that the look of it is amazing. Like, the shit that you can do in the game and the, the all the different ways of the interactivity. Are you considering getting it? I definitely get it. If I don't have this is the thing, I don't have an Xbox. You have to get Xbox One or PlayStation Four when it comes out with whatever shit that it's going to come out right. with. Don't have either the one. Well, of those. you can get on. You can you can buy one off of a druggie on the pot will buy sell trade Facebook. Probably I mean, could. You know, about twenty five towards the end of the month they'll be wanting some money. Twenty five dollars. You know. Yeah. Uh, get your PlayStation Four. Uh, that's true. Um. I don't think my PC yeah, would the, support it either. The, yeah, the thing about the video games and stuff with me is, is like every once, you know, probably about once or twice a year, I'll get in the get in the mood and play like old school games. And that's, I just as far as the new games go, like the wrestling games, I bought those for I think it's PlayStation Three, but about the about three different versions of those, which are pretty much the same. They just change the roster every year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever play any like of the newer games, but I feel like I would probably play this, just because you know everything about the movies and. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. Like, as popular as video game, like the horror video games were, even what 10, 15 years ago with Resident Evil and all that. Yeah. That you never really did. I mean, you saw like a evil. They had like an Evil Dead game. Right. But Hell to the King, as, I think was yeah, that. Yeah, as far as like the major like slasher franchises. They never did, like around that time of Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, or, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be even awesome. That's something I was wondering about. Awesome. Like, if this is an indie game, how the fuck did they get the rights to all this? Well, I'd say that's what the Indiegogo campaign was for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got, I know they got Manfredini to do music. Yeah. And Savini did designs, and they got all the Jasons and all the. That had to cost a shit ton of money. There ain't no way that like yeah. Paramount was gonna be like. Well, whoever's behind it, yeah. I mean, odds are that they're working. You know, that they're doing that as labor of love, but probably working day jobs, doing the same sort of thing for major companies or something. Is what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I haven't played it, but the the design and the way that it plays and everything looks amazing. I mean, I'm probably gonna get it. I have to figure out some way to get it. I don't know how. I'm not buying a fucking Xbox One for four hundred dollars how much ever it is well you won't have to get one or the other uh, or can you play it on a computer you can but okay. i don't have a computer that would try to hook well, it up yeah, my fucking laptop like the, you know the high tech you know yeah. gateway 2000s so. <laughs> yeah you gotta have that <laughs> so uh, but yeah i mean fuck i just enjoy watching him play through the damn thing yeah uh, it seems like the gameplay videos now are like more more people are doing that than actually like playing games. Yeah, well, because it's almost like a damn movie or something. Like the the way that they produce it, like he's producing it to where I've seen other people do variations of this. You can't see him, mm-hmm. you can hear him, and he's on. You know the then you can see the game. I've seen people right. like be in front of the game where you can see them and the game and like the playthrough and everything. But it's fucking crazy what they can do. Like. Yeah, yeah, as far as those games go, I have heard, like, as far as Facebook and stuff, people post about that on a daily basis, the Friday the 13th game. So it should be, I mean, I'm guessing it'll be unreal 
actually yeah. playing it. And but. the funny thing about it is um, the downloadable content part, they haven't even done that yet. So when that comes out, probably a couple months or something like that, there'll be a shit ton now of they, new stuff. If I'm not mistaken, they did actually bring like... I think Freddy and Jason into like Mortal Kombat games or something like that. Now that was something that they did. Yeah, you're right, but I can't years, remember years ago, a couple years ago. I can't remember if that was a thing where you had to access it with like a I'm game th- genie or something. Or well, I'm thinking no, it was no, a no. downloadable character. Yeah, you're right. That you had to pay extra for something like that, ten bucks extra for Freddy. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was for the what was it, Mortal Kombat? Like from the Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't remember. I can't even remember. Is Xbox One or Xbox 360? It was one of those later. Yeah, it was like the... probably three or four years ago. So it was probably the one before that Xbox 360. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's probably where that kind of originated. That, that could be a thing because, I mean, that was so popular and shit that they just, I don't know, we could make a whole game, nothing but that. Yeah. So, I mean, the success of this game, I don't know how much money they're making with it, but maybe it will, you know, that'll lead to more. I'd love to know, though, if anybody listening has any idea, like, number one, how they got the rights to it. Number two, like, who's doing it? How are they doing it? Like, because I've never seen anything where, like, an indie company gets, like, a video game from a major movie franchise and just starts fucking doing it. Well, they might as well do video games from them because they're never fucking going to do another movie. That's true. (laughs) How sad is that? Uh, Well, there was two things that came out recently, too. The Halloween movie shit with that. What the? I don't even know. I don't know what's going on with that. I was telling a buddy at work um, just last week about it because evidently, like, something else is happening. It's coming out next year. Yeah. Right? Because it'll be, like, what is it, the 40th anniversary of the original. So maybe they'll do something next year. Probably not. But um, this, I think the movie studios nowadays are going about these slasher franchises all wrong. Back in the day, Friday the 13th, they would give an independent filmmaker a couple million dollars. They'd have a new movie every year. There's no excuse for that to not happen now. I mean, you can probably do it for less than that now with uh, independent cast. Give them $100,000. You guarantee you're going to make money. That's what I don't understand. Like, they overthink this shit. They want to get, um, you know, somebody from Destiny's Child in there. Well, you can't, like... You can't reboot a franchise four different times, which is what they've basically done with, like, Halloween. You, can, you just keep fucking rebooting it. And this and this time you hear, you know, oh, it's going to be more like, you know, it's going to be a mystery and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's what they should have fucking done the second yeah. time they rebooted it. It's kind of like the fucking horses have left the barn. It's not, you can't do that again. You got to yeah, do something else. It's kind of crazy how long it's been, though. Like, it's for both franchises, it's been, what, Eight years. When was the la- when was Halloween two? The Halloween remake? two is not oh nine I think. Oh fuck! It's funny because I can still remember it. And then the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth remake was the same I think. Right. But the same the, year. The one thing that's funny to me about this one is is I don't know how much theme it has going forward because Danny McBride was the guy that came on to do. I don't remember if he was the producer. I think he was some sort of producer on mm-hmm. it. But he was also the guy that was going to do that, the new Alien movie, Alien Covenant. And that movie fucking bombed hard. Yeah. So I don't know if they're like uh, real thrilled to still have him be the well, guy with that franchise. The whole thing about the Alien. Okay. Alien versus Predator killed that shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean it just did. It killed both franchises. Yeah. I mean, it kind of did. So anything associated with either of those franchises is not going to make any money. I don't know why, but whenever I think about Alien vs. Predator, I think about Resident Evil, the movies, because they look basically the same. It's like they were made in the same shitty kind of way. Right. Like, just, like, I guess the tons of CG and the really fast cuts and the characters that just came out of nowhere and nobody gave a shit about, and then just all building up to one part of the movie that, in this case, pretty much... in. Definitely an Alien vs. Predator suck. Yeah, I just remember like years and years ago whenever the, what was the, the second one, Requiem or something like that? that came yeah, out. yeah. I think um, we reviewed that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, the makeup evidently was so shitty on it. That was why they actually dimmed the pic. Like, legitimately, you couldn't see half of that movie. Like, they dimmed it down. 
you know, the brightness levels and the contrast and all that to where you really legitimately couldn't make out much of anything in it. That's fucking hilarious. I didn't know Instead that. Instead of reshooting it the other, just like, okay, fuck yes, let's just turn it down. Now, the, okay, did you fine. ever see um, Predators, plural, the one with no, the... I had no interest in seeing that. Honestly, though, like, that was probably the closest to an actual, like, Predator movie that I've ever seen since Predator came out because they just did away with all the stupid shit and just made it, like, kind of like a stalk, kill kind of movie. You had a bunch of people dropped into the rainforest that fucking got lost or whatever and he just starts killing them yeah so it's pretty much like an updated version of predator except so, for some reason adrian brody's in it which talk about miscasting like what the fuck is adrian brody doing in that yeah, movie? if he's in anything it's pretty much miscast be like if gene hackman was in it you'd be like the fuck ice cube yeah he may have been in it i don't know he probably was i know danny trejo was in it so yeah there so yeah i never did I didn't have any... I mean, again, because, like I said, the Aliens and the Predator series is just shit after... I just have no interest in either of those franchises. It is, and I mean, Alien never really came back after Alien 3, which, depending on who you are, you have an opinion about Alien 3, you either love it or you fucking hate it, but it never really recovered from that movie anyway. And then Predator was the only fucking one that was ever worth the shit, wasn't it? Um, Right, yeah. Predator... The second one is the Danny Glover. Yeah. I don't remember ever watching that all the way through myself. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I did. It's got Gary Busey in it, Danny Glover in it, and it's really all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, I think Bill Paxton's too, in it. Too old for this. Yeah, he's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, as far as other horror-related news, again, uh, there's nothing even coming out in the theater. So no. I, there's a lot of... Most of the horror conventions now are, um, you know, booking people from the 70s and 80s or Walking Dead people. Yeah, which we got to actually look. We got a question about that that I can't wait to get to about horror conventions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eventually get to that question. Yeah, we've we've actually got quite a bit of questions. So uh, we will be doing that. If not this episode, we may dedicate the whole next episode to it because we do have. Entertaining for sure. Yeah, we do have quite a few. Yeah. so I guess um, before we get to the big topic, Eric C. Kahn, uh, you wanted to mention, are you still making any horror purchases? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you bought this yet or not, but if you haven't, then you need to fucking buy it. Um, Did you ever buy the Phantasm box? That's set? what I was going to say. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. it's, I, I think they sold out of them, and I don't know if it's out of print now or if they're making more or what. But. Well, it's funny because you mentioned Diabolic DVD. And that's yeah. actually where I bought it because that was the cheapest place to get it at whatever time. And it was like, I think it was 70 bucks, something like that. Anyway, I mean, okay. So you got the five movies. Mm-hmm. Then you got all the bonus material and shit like that. Then you got a booklet that comes with like a book where you go through each one of the movies. They talk about certain shit from the movies. Right. But the quality of the movies is fucking amazing. And Well, the, yeah, the... I mean, I've actually seen the first one. They had that one out theatrically last fall. Uh, Bad Robot, I guess, is J.J. Abrams' company that actually remastered the damn thing. So, yeah, I mean, I already knew that one was unreal. I mean, just the the presentation of it's awesome, too, though. The way that all the movies are laid out, and they got the Roman numerals, and then you you can flip the covers and stuff, too, if you want to. And um, so the only movie I hadn't seen was Ravager. That was because I couldn't find it anywhere, anything like that. Um, was the anticipation killing you? Well, you you know, you always used to say you love Part Four, and Part Four was one of those movies where really low budget. You know, it was kind of like an independent. It was kind of, I think, to me, it's like Coscarelli's version of he wanted to end it on something better than Part Three, which everybody universally kind of shit on. So. Part four was like an independent version he did to fucking, you know, it was a perfect end that movie. End. I, I mean, some people hate that movie, but to me, that was the perfect end of the series. Like, if you're ever going to do anything else Phantasm related, it should have been like a Phantasm animated series or something like that. That'd have been fucking hilarious. Make uh, it like Animaniacs, but with Thorgan. Yeah, they, I mean, as far as the actual live action, they should have never, ever done anything past part so four. My thought is now you go to part five, and like, what happens? When you go too fucking indie, you know, like you should never go full indie. 
because it just looks bad, man. Like, I don't know how it looks like, you know, I hate to say this, but like, like an independent movie made in Kentucky or something. That's the quality of the Knocking movie. Knocking into the pit. It may look a little better than that, but I, not by much, though. Seriously, like, it's, you're sitting there watching it and you're like, it looks like a news, like somebody filmed news footage or something, and that's yeah. what it is. It's just too, it's too indie. Right. I mean, from what I understand, that movie was originally a series of like web, like something for the internet that they were doing, like for just fun. And then, of course, you know, Don Coscarelli's always got the money signs in his eyes. He was like, well, look what we've got here. We've got this cast from the original series. Let's see how much further we can go with this, you know. And even though I, don't, I think he was producing it, he wasn't the director on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, after seeing, like, the, you know, some of the spots and stuff that they released on it, I was just like, eh, man. No, you just, you can't. And, man, like, and I, we've talked about this before, but something happens. I don't know what happens. I hate shit on this movie. I really do. Uh, because there's a lot of people in it that we met and probably actually like pretty well too, but something happens if people haven't acted in movies in a long time where they just fucking suck. And I'm sorry, but like the acting is fucking awful. Well, aside from Reggie, right? Yes. Well, Reggie's the main character. Reggie, yeah, I mean, he's probably the only one that actually acts on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. So... I mean, the whole movie hinges around. That's the way the movie starts is I came out in the desert, you know. But that's another thing, too. Like, it kind of feels forced when you've got, like, okay, we're going to fucking highlight the Hemikuda. Mm -hmm. We're going to highlight the shotgun. We're going to highlight, you know, all this and that. It's just, yeah, I don't know. That's an unfortunate thing, too. I mean, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing for films nowadays. You know, you you can make movies for next to nothing. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, like Phantasm, a movie that's, what, almost 40 years old. It was made, I mean, independently, but it was made professionally, kind mm-hmm. of. So, I mean, and that's why they remastered that, and it look it looks like a new movie now. Well, that's the thing. When people say independent, yeah, like if you look back at Evil Dead phantasm those were technically independent but but that's fucking like miles away from what they call independent right now yeah independent movies now are made with like you know vhs tapes again it looks like it it really it looks like it's made on like windows movie maker or something like i'm not even (laughs) kidding the special effects in it um but that's not the way i really wanted to see that movie that or that series go out you know, it was with that. Yeah, right. I mean, made. I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I actually have not watched the whole movie yet. I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, I'll probably get up the nerve to watch it, but I know it'll just piss me off. It will. I mean, within the first ten minutes, you'll be pissed off. But anyway, I recommend you buy that just for the set. Like, I mean, just for the. Yeah, I didn't get it. I I think it went. It was sold out on Amazon for the longest time. I don't know if it still is or not. Uh, but one thing that I did want to point out that I purchased, I haven't gotten it yet. I should get it this week. And I, it's it's kind of, uh, I'm surprised nobody else has actually uh, let me know about this. I think there was like one person that told me about it. Uh, last month, released only in Canada, Uncle Bill. It's a Walmart exclusive, the Peanut Butter Solution. Oh, shit. On Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Are you serious? I made that per- yes. <laughs> I want to see that. Is that big in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, damn. Well, it's got the Celine Dion soundtrack. You got to think, though, man. Like, what's left that doesn't have a fucking Blu-ray? Well, all I know is, is I want to see that Asian kid growing them pubes down his pants <laughs> in HD. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I would actually hear that. That movie has yeah. a fucking Blu-ray. So if anybody's interested in that, you can get it. Uh, I think it's on, they have them on uh, eBay if you don't want to fool with you know yeah going on walmart.ca or amazon.ca or whatever the hell it is so. uh, another kind of um series that's pretty new that i bought a couple of um vestron they they released the blu-rays yeah unfortunately those are higher on hill yeah that's what i was gonna say well you got like it's 35 40 bucks depending on where you got it and um there's two of them i had to buy there wasn't no fucking way in the world i wasn't gonna buy these two movies the rest of There's them. There's one that I'm probably going to get, but I'll let you. 
the rest of them, I right, fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going for Warlock. Right. Never been a big Julian there's, Sands fan. There's a lot of them that I'm surprised that they have at the price that they are because I'm like, who's going to pay that much for, you know, what? parents fucking, on fucking Blu-ray? That, yeah, exactly. That's that's Jeez one that I was Christ. like, I can't believe that. But um, the Wishmaster collection, I mean. No, I don't give a. There's certain movies. If I, I mean, and, and the Wishmaster, like I love the first Wishmaster movie. Like that's actually like a. Really, really good movie. It is, yeah. but I never, hardly ever have the hankering to fucking watch it. No. And if I do, I'm fine with watching a DVD of it. But I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that like for, like they feel the way about Wishmaster that I feel about fucking Blood Diner or something like that. Uh, but it just ain't me. Um, but the two are, of course, Blood Diner and Waxwork. There's the Waxwork one and two collection, and then there's the mm-hmm. Blood. I mean, fuck, man. Like there's two that been waiting on for. 15 years to come out. Yeah. So, I had well, to get that. Surprisingly, the one that I want to get is The Gate. That's out. I forgot about on, that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because to me, that was like one of those movies as a kid that freaked me out in a lot of I mean, I always had a big fascination with, you know, um, the star, you know, the movies that star the kids in them. Because when I was a kid, you know, it was cool to see kids actually starring and yeah. like Monster Squad and the Goonies, Stand By Me and stuff like that. And that was one of the, you know, that was definitely one. I, at some point in time, hopefully they'll they'll put some of those on sale at some point. But, I hope so. I mean, they they were on sale when I bought them, but it was like a deep discount sale, I think. Like every now and then, if you can just go on there. I didn't and, know deep discount still, ha- still had sales. Yeah. If you can go on there and find like a 10 or 15% off sale, you know, depending on like what it is, that's really the only time I buy Blu-rays like that. But here's what I want to know, though. I've been curious about this shit since I heard about it. So, Felsher's been working on the Vestron series of movies. And that's mm. all he's been doing, or the majority of what he's been doing for fucking last 10 years or something. Right. So, in one of those, there was some sort of... Something happened with one of the biggest stars in it to where they basically couldn't even do an interview with him because he was such a dick. I want to know who the fuck that was. Like, it has to be one of those movies. It's either Warlock, The Gate, um, well, who's the, Julie, Wishmaster. Julian Sands, maybe? It's got to be, man. Because he kind of seems like a Like, dude. that's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah, and what the fuck has that guy done? Why does he have, I mean, he's been in like a bunch of like shitty movies, pretty much. But you know how Felsher is. He would never say anything. He would never tell you who it was. Or anything like that. I'm dying to know yeah. the story behind whatever that well, was. Felsher should just like, Call us and let us know, and we'll just tell everybody. You know, <laughs> that's why he won't, because he knows we'd immediately be like, all right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, I was curious about that, too. Yeah. Uh, as far as other stuff, I I mean, as far as movies go, man, like, I haven't bought, I just don't buy the actual copies anymore. It's just Because, honestly, like, Sarah actually wanted the um, the Beauty and the Beast, the new one that came out, right? So we got that, and she's watching it. She puts the code in and watches it on Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even watch the fucking Blu-ray. I mean, it really is kind of annoying once you have all that shit on there to yeah. even put in a Blu-ray or anything yeah. like that. It really, it, it is. It's like, I don't even, yeah. I mean, I don't have it on Voodoo, so I don't really have it now. Plus. I'm going to fucking go down there with my parents and get it. If you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's something about it that is, it's become too much of a hassle to even worry about Blu-rays. I mean, here... This this collection right here is pretty much all that I've got here as far as classic horror movies go. Yeah. I've got all the Halloween movies, all the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I've got Rocktober Blood. That's a must. You're going to have that. You do. And uh, Junior. I don't really have... I mean, as far as most of that other stuff, I've got on Voodoo. So. And there's really no need to fuck with... I mean... When you've got the entire Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday Thirteenth series and things like that, like all you gotta do is click on it. Like, why the I hell know. would you? It's so much easier. Yeah, you don't have to pull with, you know, going, getting a movie, taking a disc out, turning your Blu-ray player on. That's for suckers. Yeah, I'm too lazy for that shit. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, I can't think of a whole lot of else that I bought in the last little while either. To be honest, um, I'll tell you one thing, I would like to buy though. Is that fucking, and I will buy it. This is one thing I will spend how much ever goddamn money he wants to, like, for a steel book, jewel encased. Right. 
fucking diamond pod leather bound yeah. whatever because you know it's going to be something like that uh, is the Suspiria well I think Blu-ray everybody's going to get the only thing that I'm concerned about is what special kind of case is Don May coming up with so he can jack that price <laughs> up even more <laughs> no, that's why we I actually remember the diamond pod edition He'll come up with some sort of way to gold plate that fucking steel book <laughs> so to make it like $98 or something. <coughs> Seriously, though, I love Don May, but what movie has come out that does not have a goddamn steel book attached to it? Like, I bought, um, what was it? It wasn't, in, I don't think it was Inferno. Which is the one that he had this recent steel book? Phenomenal. Yeah, that's a steel well, that's a steel book too, but there's a whatever I can't fucking ever pronounce it. Tenabra. 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 Yeah. Everything's a fucking steel book. That costs like fifty bucks to get that damn thing. And the thing about it is, is like, I'm not a steel book mark. I don't really even understand it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you, I've got a few steel books, but it's not because I'm like, oh, look at how pretty. Yeah. We gonna do plate your armor, plate your house in them or something? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm guessing that he's not going to do just a standard steel book for Suspiria. I mean, he might have that as an option as well, but you're going to have that, you know, encrusted diamond pod. I'm curious, though. Will he do, like, two versions, or will he just be like, fuck you, you'll buy it. You'll buy the steel book. I don't know. Time I mean, will tell, but it, I mean, I guess he Because you know did. I would. I'd give him my money for that, like, whatever he, it was. He did announce, though, I guess it is coming out this year, this fall, yeah. for the 40th anniversary. Of Suspiria. I mean, that's just one that I'm going to buy. I don't give a damn how much yeah. it is. It's so, one of those movies where it's basically timeless and there's not another movie like it. And I don't think there will be. You know what I mean, Probably not. No, I mean, it's it's definitely one, one of a kind. That's for sure. So, yeah, that, that should be coming out in the fall. We, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more before that point. You know, in episode five. <laughs> It'd be like three years. We got yeah. five episodes. We'll review it at that point. So okay, yeah. Um, breaking it down, I guess the big topic is, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this. He's actually wanted by the FBI now. Twenty thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar reward for the legend Eric C. Con. Okay, so I was thinking, as, before we get this started full, like, what is your first recollection of how you came to know about Eric C. Kahn? Those billboards. That's mine, too. Really, it's I out, mean, yeah. people, like, we did the Dead Pit on the Road show, and that was a part of the opening for years from that show. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't realize, Eric C. Kahn knew who we were. Like he called and left a he left messages on the uh you know the dead pit line and everything. You like, met him one time too. Didn't yeah, you? Well, yeah, I met him uh, one of the Scarefest shows. So he liked the attention, is what well, he is. Yeah. I mean, he, so and we were kind of like thinking, yeah, this guy's shady as fuck for years before anybody ever. I mean, it's one of those things where. Everybody knew that, like he was fucking shady, and it was, you just kind of put up with it because you it was funny. Like he yeah. just he didn't make it like, you know that he was even trying to conceal that he was shady as fuck. Like he was just that guy. Like he was the Better Call Saul shit before that was even. Yeah, a thing. you're talking like 2005, 2006, and at this point in time, his business had probably been open for close to ten years anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, to give you an idea, that I was watching a uh, documentary about cult murders on Netflix. I don't know why. You have fun doing that. Who the fuck knows why? It's just one of those things you start binge watching something. But was it was eating, the you was eating cereal, watching shit about serial killers. Yeah, it was the one though about. Do you remember the story of the uh, people from Pike County and Betsy Lane that killed those people in the that were like super religious in the van? Yeah, wasn't that? Uh, that was like around Hillbilly days or something one year, wasn't it? I can't. I don't know when it was, but I just it was probably twenty years ago at this yeah, point or something like that. Yeah. But they killed a whole family, run them over and shit. It was fucking awful. Like it was, it was an actual satanic 
That was on Netflix. Yeah, that's on Netflix. It's under like a cult crime documentary or something like that. And I forget the chick's name. It was, um, she was from Betsy Lane. Fucking, I don't remember. Tanya something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm watching this shit. And I'll be goddamn, guess who their first lawyer was? Eric C. Cohen. Yes. They fired that motherfucker. Because he was trying to make it into like, he was trying to go to Inside Edition and all these things. <laughs> well, that sounds like And it. make it into like a big case about the satanic part of it. Yeah. So, yeah. That so, was, for, so for Eric C. Khan, the more things that change, the more they stay the same for him. Yeah. Because he's... He's like the fucking... Uh, he's still, I mean, he's still on the radar. Everybody, I, I, he's burned up as far... As Facebook goes, I've had the most laughs from these memes on Facebook in the last week. Or I know so. it's been amazing. Like the, I, I mean, it's just great. Like there was one, the unsolved mysteries one with uh, Robert Stack <laughs> yeah. picture. Robert Stack is he in Cuba or October? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's so awesome. So okay, this is, we'll walk you through this. So, so we first knew about this guy probably twenty years ago or something. He's in like all the videos we ever did for the going to the Riverfield for the because his billboards. Yeah, the dead pit on the road. Um, he's of course a shyster. He's fucking everybody knew that. It, it's not one of those things where this came to light and everybody was like, "Holy shit!" It was like, "Oh yeah." Like, it's not it, really surprising. And, no. and the thing is too, it's like he was under a microscope for probably the last four years or so easily yeah so they gave him plenty of opportunities to put his money elsewhere so who knows how many you know offshore bank accounts the guy's got i mean he's just one of those guys though who he can't help himself yeah like he knew he was being watched I guarantee, I mean, I know that he knew that people were looking, but he just thought he could fucking do whatever he wanted to do and he had enough money to get out of it or whatever, which he technically kind of did when you think about it. But, okay, so he goes, the, here's how this whole thing. So he he's charged with defrauding the government of si- roughly $600 million. Now, he didn't personally get $600 million. What they're saying is is that he defrauded Social Security of $600 million by fi- filing false-ass claims. Right. Which he got four judges to help paying him with. the judges. Paying the yeah. judges and a psychologist who's currently on trial right now, who he paid him off to write up bullshit right. reports. So I'm going to assume, unless he's got the biggest set of balls that I've ever known, that he didn't just go up to these people and be like, I want you to write this or I want you to write this. I'm going to assume he probably was not that brazen. I'm going to assume he probably was like, listen, we need to get these people approved. So. We need your help. Let's see how we can do this. Yeah, this get happen. these people approved. Yeah. And they kind of understood. I'm getting, And when you're getting paid how much, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you kind of do whatever the fuck yeah. the boss wants you to do. Well, it. and the, the truth is, I guess, the trial was coming up the following week or something, right? It was going to start. Yeah, so this was the big trial. Where he was he, he faced 12 years right. if he got convicted uh, or sentenced to 12 years. Yeah. He already got convicted, but he was supposed to be sentenced. To, right. Yeah. So the, I guess the sentencing or whatever. So evidently, like the story is he was in Lexington or something like that or close. That's what I heard. Right outside of Lexington and cut the GPS off and it was found like on the highway in like a book bag or something like that. Yep. And who knows? Who knows where he's at? Um, Nobody, apparently. The thing is, and I would be very surprised if he's ever found or anything, because like it's not like he's not like a murderer or anything where they're going to use all the you know all the manpower and stuff the FBI to try to find him, and plus he's got a shit ton of money stashed somewhere. Yeah, I mean this is something that you know he's been planning for for probably five yeah. years, if not longer, because he knew it's going to come to a head at some point. So he has had to put money in all kinds of different locations because he knew he was going to fucking run yeah i mean there's no doubt in my mind oh yeah he knew that yeah i mean he he spent this last you know two or three years or whatever it's been stashing his money elsewhere coming up with some sort where he's going to go because somebody like him i mean you can he could easily change his appearance and just live on an island or something somewhere in the middle of nowhere i mean just pay somebody off and you know kind of hide him out and have somebody as like a 
you know, a caretaker for him or whatever. And the funniest part about this to me is this was the second time that he ran. The first time that he ran was probably, what, about five years ago? And they did the whole I never left. So he got Yeah, in. he was actually, like, I don't think he was, it was ever publicly announced that he was under suspicion or anything like that. Yeah. But he, he was gone for a good, what, six months or something. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had the, you know, he had the whole uh, marketing thing where he, you know, stepped out from the shadows and said, I'll never left, mama. So I don't know what the hell. Nobody's ever really been clear about what happened with that either. Oh. Like he no. just, so, you know, in hindsight, the opinion probably now is, is that he was probably going to run at that point. But for whatever but he reason. Did, he was like, oh, it's okay. I'll yeah, it's back. fine. And then he comes back. Then he does the, you know, the bullshit. I was just kidding around or whatever. And I never left, Mama. But this is the part that I don't understand. So he does all that. He owes like millions of dollars that he's got to pay back. And they let that motherfucker go home with an ankle bracelet and go to Lexington with an and they that had to be cleared. I mean, mm. they he had to clear that trip. Yeah, I mean he he did have to forfeit his passport, but at the same time, at the money he's got. You don't need a passport. Yeah. Like, he can fly. I mean, he can chart, you know, pay somebody to fly him somewhere. Like, he could he could ride in the back on, like, a cargo plane or yeah, something. This is not. Somebody. this is not a, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he realized he wasn't going to be able to go up to an airport when the right. FBI is looking yeah. for him. And yeah. just be like, He's yeah. not going to go on Bluegrass Airport and buy a ticket to freaking, you know. Yeah. So, he, he definitely has had this plan. I just, I can't, I can't believe that that was even an option. You know, considering who he is, like, they were just like, yeah, should be fine. Yeah, I would have not, with him, I, I'm surprised they ever did, like, any sort of, you know, bond or bail or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, somebody that's got that mu that amount of money, even though, like, you know, for the last year or so, they've probably been watching his bank account, and they know, you know, they probably, I don't know what they've done with it, but he's been suspicious. You know, he's been under suspicion for the last four or five years. Yeah. So he's had plenty of opportunities to put, you know, some in, you know, Denmark, some in Iceland, whatever, some of these foreign, you know, banks he's using. So he's got, he's still got millions and millions of dollars at his disposal. I'm positive of that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no way this guy didn't plan ahead. Which, the freaky thing about him that I didn't know until all this happened was, you know, I mean, he's, he's a genius, legitimately like he's in that mensa mm -hmm. which is the organization where people that have iqs above like a certain point he really is legitimately a genius but you'd never fucking think if you saw him on tv and stuff like right. that but i mean it's not like he didn't think this through or have an idea of what he was going to do he's not an idiot i mean he got to the point where he's at for a reason so i'm sure he has a plan but as we talk about this maybe by the time this is out there you know, he'll be back or they'll catch him or something like that. Because as we talk about this, the latest thing that happened, so he goes missing. Right. Drops off the face of the earth, cuts his ankle bracelet off. And then this was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, yesterday, um, early yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, emails his lawyer or, okay, this is alleged. They don't know if it's him or not, but they think it's him. That he sends an email to his lawyer and to the Lexington Herald and to a couple of other places too, I think. Um, which basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here because I can't remember exactly what it does says. It says that he will surrender if certain terms and conditions are met. Right. Which, if I recall, it had to be that like he. <laughs> I swear to God, this is in this email. If it's true, if it's him, it said like that. The FBI had to make people aware that he ran because he was upset that the other people got less of a sentence than he was going to face. Uh -huh. He didn't think it was fair. He didn't think it was fair that they, because when the, the FBI did a press conference, which is fucking weird to see that in like Eastern Kentucky, mm -hmm. they had a press conference with like one of the heads of the FBI and they were like, do not go up to him. He's vile. He could be violent. So, one of the things in this fucking email was is that he wanted the FBI to say that he wasn't violent. <laughs> like, they had to it's retract funny. that. I'm not a violent man. Yeah. And the other one was um, 
did he not be sentenced any more time for his escape? Which that's the one to me where it's like, they ain't gonna fucking do that, man. No. They ain't gonna make it's like making a deal with a terrorist or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll be yeah, you, it's fine that you escape. So I'm I mean, do you think that he'll ever be found though, unless he actually surrenders? Uh, if that email's legitimate, I do. If it's not, then probably not. Yeah. Because I know that he's a smart guy, but when it comes to electronic shit, the FBI does shit that nobody has any idea about. Oh, yeah. Like, so wherever that was sent from, whoever sent it, they're going to be getting a visit in the very near future. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, like, um, that. as far as that, electronically, they'll know. I mean, they can... Even pictures now, like if you take a picture on your phone or something like that, there's GPS coordinates within. You know, yeah, the there's just the there's picture. there's no way whoever sent that is not gonna get caught. Like if it's not him and somebody's about They're to have a fucking trouble. bad day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean that whole thing. Like when all that came out, people were just tagging me and I'm sure you as well, like crazy. Yeah. Because like they always associated the dead pit and Eric C. Khan thing. Even people from like. You know, Texas, fucking different states out in the West. Like, they all knew about him because yeah. of us. Like, we would yeah. always talk about it and stuff, yeah. So. And it's funny that it worked, <laughs> worked out exactly like yeah, you kind of funny. think that it, it would. It know? did take a while, like, because, like I said, when I met Eric C. Con at that Scarefest show about four years ago or whatever it was, that... uh was it 60 Minutes or whatever it was that came out about him? Yeah, it was. That was minutes. like a week later. That came out like a week after that. Are or, you serious? Yeah. Yeah, all that shit about Eric C. Cohen. So, yeah, that was just strange. But it took that long for him, you know, to get conviction. And then... I think a big part of that was everybody knew he had tons of money and tons of people in his back pocket. And who's going to really go up against him? Yeah. Like, who the fuck is going to want to risk millions of dollars in lawsuits and things like that to try to... It was only after he accumulated so much fucking money that the feds and the, you know, had to get involved because they were like, Jesus Christ, like, it's like $600 million. That's crazy. Yeah. So I guess time will tell with that if we ever see Eric C. Con again. Um, if we do, he's probably not going to be on a billboard. Unless it's like wanted. <laughs> That's yeah, what I was thinking. Like they did release his wanted poster, which was. You ever wonder whatever happened, like the dummies that were on top of the Ericsicon billboards? Are they not there anymore? <laughs> I thought they were still there. That'd be awesome. They just painted over them to blend in with the new billboard. Oh, Half of it was like sky blue. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, shit's too heavy to take. That was another one that used to kill me, too. Those memes where <laughs> we're putting that billboard up. And like, I found him. <laughs> He's sitting on top of his sign. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That had been, awesome. been a killer fucking hiding spot if he just got up on top of her and said, got, like, got by. <laughs> That's killer. Oh. So, poor old Eric C. Collin. I guess one of the last things on here, and then we'll call it a show. Uh, we've got the. Uh, we haven't talked about wrestling in a while. Oh, yeah. So, we yeah. do need to mention. That uh, the Money in the Bank shows this coming Sunday coming up. Which I don't you know about you. About I think you told me this before too. But this is one of the better pay per views. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why. Money but, in the Bank, yeah. which is weird. Like that they're doing it. You know, since the bland, the the brand split, if you will, bland. It, it it has made things pretty bland overall. It's a bland split. Well, that's another thing too. If you want to talk just in general about wrestling, you know, the stats came out that I think over the past five years that. Uh, audience has gone down like 20% each year or something mm. like that. Like, goddamn, man. Like, at some point, would you not be like, we need to probably try to do something? Well, I mean, I think with Raw, the issue is, is the show is three hours, right? And they're trying to, I mean, with the cruiserweights and stuff like that, it's just like, it's a chore. It's not fun to watch most of the, no. most of the time. It's um, like a fucking gauntlet that you put yourself it is. through. And that's why I kind of like SmackDown better because, like, it seems like, even though it's shorter, but they are using the talent better on that show. Yeah. Uh, the I think this has been that way, though, for years now, the whole like, three-hour thing. Like, they just don't have yeah. the quality of stuff to put up for three hours. But I think it was Dutch Mantel had the best fucking quote about that ever. He goes, uh, 
was in a shoot interview. He was like, yeah, he goes, uh, I think the reason why they're even pulling the ratings that they are is that people <laughs> fucking falling asleep and just leaving the TV on and then waking back up like after it's over. Like, shit, wrong. It could be. Yeah. It's still on, shit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's bad. Like, just, I, okay, so there's a couple of things. The quality of it, if you want to sit through cruiserweights, you know, luchas, the women's shit, which, depending on what brand it is, is awful. Yeah, I think the whole thing with the cruiserweights, too, like, they really just need to, because they're doing two or three segments a show, which I know they're trying to fill time on it, but. Yeah. Man, like, other than just the cruiserweight title match on the show, they should not have anything else on it. Save that for the cruiserweight show itself. Right. I mean, and then you just got the idea of, I know we talked about this. We I don't think we talked about it on a show or anything, but. The 50-50 bullshit. That's the other right. thing that just it fucking kills it. So the idea of the 50-50 is, is that it don't matter who fucking wins. Like, that? sometimes somebody wins, and then yeah. the next time another person wins, and they win again, and then somebody else wins. They get their win back. Yeah. It doesn't build anything. Like, where the fuck's Bray Wyatt now? Not Bray Wyatt. Um, fuck. I lost his... Uh, Strowman. Oh, he's hurt, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, but he they kind of... They said he'll, he'll be back next month sometime, I think, though. He had, like, shoulder injury or something. One of the stupidest things I ever saw, though, they built him up forever to be a fucking massive Goldberg-like heel. hmm And then he lost to... Was it fucking Kalisto? Yeah. Well... Yeah, I mean, he didn't really lose, though. It was like a technicality. And what was it, a dumpster match or something? Yeah, and like he that? fell in the dumpster. Yeah. But still, man, like, why the fuck would you even want to? I don't know. I didn't get that either. That was just strange. But that's the that's kind of symbolic of what they do now. What do you think, though? Uh, I mean, the, the Money in the Bank show, what I was going to mention is it's actually a SmackDown exclusive, oddly enough. It's just a SmackDown show. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I was thinking that would be perfect to have, like, a Money in the Bank match for Raw and SmackDown. So, you know, yeah. separate them but um as far as the uh the whole thing with jinder mahal oh fuck we haven't even talked about no, this at all we haven't had a chance to discuss it. i think that might be the only smart thing that they've done in fucking two or three years to be honest depending on how it goes because number one at this point you got to do something that nobody fucking expects that's completely like off the radar mm. that doesn't really make any sense and in terms of especially with a heel at this point too um and they did that it, I, I fucking thought it was a great idea like i don't know yeah. how i a lot of people were pissed off about it but for me like i was up for it because they needed to make new guys yeah in some way or another especially on smackdown because as far as heels go they didn't have anybody i mean do you really think i want to see randy orton fucking have that title again well, he, he's facing Randy Orton. <laughs> I'm sure he'll win it back. And then I hope like, not. I don't think he will, actually. I think that they're like, because they they put the little, uh, the Singh brothers with him, and it seems like they're building like a little bit of a stable with them. They need to find like some sort of, uh, uh, you know, Iranian woman of some sort. Or is it Iranian? No, is he, is no he he's fucking Indian. Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to Randy Orton, man. Is there a more boring fucking champion than that guy that you can ever think of? No. I was just, just somebody. That, I was thinking for a while, too. Just somebody that you just fucking, when he comes out, you're just like, God damn, I do not want to see this match. Like, Yeah, I know. I mean, that, he's just got that, where he's been there for so damn long, and he's just done everything, that there's literally, like, nothing that you want to see him do. No. leave. <laughs> you know the best thing though like they could do for randy orton is actually give him his old theme music back at this point you mean like i'd be i'd probably clap for him then when i said hi i don't i don't think there's anything they could do that i would be like oh this is i'm glad to see him back i'd mark out if they played his old theme music um but the i was fucking thrilled to see Jim Hall win that goddamn thing, considering everything. I would leave it on him for a while. I mean, I know they're bringing Cena back on the 4th of July show, but I would leave it on gender for at least, I'd at least at the very least through SummerSlam, 
I would put it. I would leave it on him for a while to build him up. Yeah. The but thing they haven't really done with him that I'm kind of waiting on. I'm wondering if they're going to do it or if they're not going to do it. Is the whole like super heat, fucking Middle Eastern kind of gimmick that they did with was it Davari? No, got they, him in so uh, much Muhammad shit. Hassan. Oh, that was right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I'm kind of wondering when that's gonna if that's gonna ever happen. Yeah, that reminds me. Like I was actually thinking of, I guess. Through the whole Jinder Mahal push, I was thinking about what the fuck ever happened to Muhammad Hassan. What did uh, happen to him? Do you know? Well, he retired from wrestling right after that because, like, they pretty much made him retire. WWE did. They didn't have anything else for him because, like, he did. They did some sort of angle with the Undertaker where he was attacked by a bunch of guys in black masks, and this was right before uh, the night of actually, like, because they taped SmackDown back then. One of those terrorist attacks in London or something like that. That was good timing. Yeah, so that kind of screwed him over. But he's like, a, he teaches in a public high school now. And it, you can find his picture online if you search for his real name. It's sad, actually, because he, he was like really freaking good, oh, that guy was. He's yeah. a good wrestler and a good talker. Yeah, they buried a lot of people. It reminds me, as a quick side note, that, though. That guy was just a victim of bad timing, though. I mean, yeah. there's no other way to. Yeah, that's horrible fucking timing. Yeah. I was just reading something today. It just reminded me of that, that like you know the guy that played uh, the Shermanator in the American Pie movie yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> he's a fucking waiter now. Is he really? He's a waiter in like California somewhere, and I guess like somebody taking pictures of him like, waiting on tables and stuff. That's bad. Yeah, it just goes. I don't know. It just reminded me of that, like the fact yeah. that he's whatever. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go through this card here for Money in the Bank. Um, They've got five matches so far. Um, the let's see, Naomi is the women's champion. She's going to uh, face Lana in her wrestling debut. I don't even know what to say. I don't give a fuck about either one of them, especially not wrestling. I would, I would actually think that Lana's probably going to win this somehow. Wasn't there an angle at one time or another though, man? Where didn't they pitch Lana to be the fucking GM at one time? I can't remember. Before all that shit happened with the engagement, I think that they were trying to like push her to do like to be the GM for Raw. Maybe I'm not really. I can't really recall because there've been so many GMs. That's true. But anyway, that I don't want to see the one I'm wrestling. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know who's gonna win. I don't give a damn. You don't. You don't feel the glow. No. Well, that's I'm, a shame. I'm good. Uh, they are doing the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's championship. Now, that's pretty interesting, actually. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Carmella. Okay, with the exception it, of probably Tamina and, well, to some degree, another Carmella. That's actually a group of people that could pull that off, I think. Like, that's basically every good wrestler that they've got. It's interesting, though. I mean, I don't know. Who do you see actually winning that? Oh. Um, I've got one person in mind that I... Okay, run it down one more time. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, Tamina, Carmella. Fuck. I mean, you're going to think... You're going to think probably the person would be Becky Lynch. I think they should fucking mix it up. Do something like Natalia or something. God damn. They ain't going to do it. I, I'm guessing... I could be wrong... I would pick Carmella. You think? Because she's not very, I mean, she's, she's, they haven't really done anything with her like that yet. That's I true. Would, she, I would pick her. I mean, was she not kind of more of like a valet? She was. Kinda? She didn't wrestle at all and, uh, or very rarely in NXT. Yeah. I mean, I don't, usually people that do that, that try to make that transition, that just doesn't, doesn't work out very well for them. And but, then, uh, You've got the Usos versus the New Day for the Tag Championships of SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> uh, they seem to be building up the Usos a lot for some reason lately. I have no earthly idea why that is. So I'm a, why? I have no idea. Oh, I, thought you said, I, I know. I was like, I wish, <laughs> I, really I wish God you tell me. Like the Usos now, they're kind of like the gangster Usos. They've changed them around. Um, the I don't I just can't see the new day at this point in time winning the tag belts probably in any not. form again. I mean I just no. I, I don't think they need it. 
No, they're already over. They'll probably be over no matter what. The Usos are on like a run right now, so I'd probably say the Usos win that. And let's see. The actual Money in the Bank match for the WWE or uh, championship contract, the, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, Owens versus Styles versus Corbin versus Zayn versus Ziggler versus Nakamura. Fuck. Now, that's pretty tough, actually. Because that could go a million different ways. Yeah, I'm picking probably the, if not the worst possibility, the next worst possibility is who's going to win it. What would be the next to worst? <laughs> the worst possibility would be Dolph Ziggler winning it just because uh, yeah. I'm sick of him. You know, he's just. So probably what? Sami Zayn? No, Baron Corbin. Oh, fuck. Well, here's the thing with Corbin, though, man. Like, he's in the middle of the downward push, it seems like right now. Like, he was pushed fucking. Yeah, but they crazy. did that right before they pushed the shit out of somebody, though, too. So is that the pattern? Yeah. Like, you get a big like, push. Like, you're going to lose for four or five weeks, but you're uh. going to win the money in the bank. I mean, it's if I was betting, it's probably going to be one of the three people that have no business fucking winning that. So you got Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, or who was the other one that you said? Uh, uh, Ziggler. Yeah, it's going to be one of them three. Because they ain't going to do nothing with Nakamura because he can't fucking talk. Literally. What's bad is, though, is like they actually tried to have him out there talking, which you can't speak English hardly anyway. No. And he has a mouth guard in. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> he did. I tried to fucking text you about this. He did a uh, an interview, and I was fucking dying. Because he got to... <laughs> I can't even say it. But he got to some point where he said something, and it was like so... It was like, you know, like Merrillero or something like that. And I was just thinking... <laughs> No, he talked about the playground, didn't he? That was it. Yeah. yeah. The playground. He talked about Shinsuke's playground. <laughs> I was just like, and they had to sell it. The announcers afterwards didn't say a fucking word about it. Like, they were just like, yeah, he's 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 really revved up here. And I'm just like, you're not even going to comment on the fact this guy just said playground. Oh, God. This is my playground. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi over here. But what do you want for runch? You want <laughs> shitty shrimp, shitty chicken, or shitty beef? I just. I thought that was the funniest part about it is that those announcers couldn't, they couldn't even mention how funny that was. But uh, um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's money in the bank. That's actually coming up this Sunday. So are you excited about that? I am excited about that just because that match is usually amazing. So yeah, I guess we've covered about everything we need to cover on this episode. So we're going to do, I guess, in here in a couple of weeks, the fan questions. Yeah, it's going to be. We'll try to make, we'll make it, the deal again. Yeah, we'll, we'll try not to make it as long, uh, in between the next episode. I, gu- I actually guarantee it won't be. I'm betting that it won't be this time. <laughs> yeah, we got So I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, we will see you guys here in a couple of weeks, uh, for an evening with Dead Pit at deadpit.com. I'm going to go pay. <laughs> <laughs>